ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Hey guys, it's Sean Perry and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. All right, so thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Where are you located? Uh, I'm in Vermilion, Ohio, so I'm like kind of halfway in between Cleveland and Toledo, right on Lake Erie. Oh, the season's changing there, ready? You cold? Uh, yesterday was the first day that it was kind of cold, but then it got warm again. So, like, Ohio is weird, man. Like, we'll go. Sorry, I got a kitten who's like, this is I, Sylvie. I have a dog running around, so he'll be here somewhere. Nice. She's we we rescued her from a wood pile and she's spicy. Uh, um, nice. So, <laughs> so Ohio's weird, man. Like the joke with Ohio is always like if you don't like weather, you know, stick around a little bit, it'll change. Right. Uh so it was like 85 degrees a couple days ago, and then it was like in the 40s, like yesterday. Oh, okay. Like, so yeah, it's a mix. It's just now getting cold here, so it's it's hoodie season. So where are you at? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Probably not that much, not that much different than you. I don't think it was 45 or something last night. Yeah. I don't think you guys get the, uh, um, like the polar vortexes and like the lake. No, you got the lake right there. Yeah. 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 It gets weird. Anyway, let's talk about Sean Perry for those. Okay. (laughs) We're not here to talk. (laughs) Wow. Want to. Yeah. For those not familiar with, uh, your music and your work. Can you give us the two sentence elevator pitch? That's a tough one. Uh, what I do musically is kind of whatever I want to do. Like I, I purposely went the, uh, the solo route a few years ago, just because uh, I got tired. It's mostly the same band, but I got tired of having these uh, conversations with like uh, major label AR guys of like, you know, uh, you got to make a record that sounds more like Breaking Benjamin or Shine Down, and I'm like, I I don't want to, man. Right. Like, I just don't want to do that. So uh, I kind of went the Bowie route, where like if you listen to David Bowie, he's got you know everything from songs like Nine Inch Nails to whatever. So what I do for the most part is uh you know hip hop, heavy metal, boy band, country, you know right. stuff, beach music. So it's it's like uh a, a little bit of Van Halen, a little bit of Jimmy Buffett. Uh, a little bit of naughty by nature. It's just fun rock stuff. Some of the stuff like the new single hard rock hillbilly is way more rock and roll. Um, and some of it is way more influenced by pop music. Hi, look at Sylvie again. Hello. <laughs> right. But in the end, 
I mean, I see where the record companies are coming from, especially with the music business yeah. being as crappy as it is. But in the end, that's the stuff well, that they, they do that to bands, though. Like if, if you're a solo artist, you tend to be able to do kind of more what you want to do. Like even if you look at like a lot of the country artists or even somebody like Kid Rock, he kind of gets to do whatever he feels like doing because he's a solo artist. And he, you know and, I mean? he and he sells millions. Yes, and but when you're you're a, a band, they want you to keep making the same record over and over again. It, it seems like so. It's just a it's, it's a whole. It's funny because like everyone I've talked to is a solo artist. That's never been part of the conversation. But when I was in a band, it was always like, "Well, you got to do X, Y, Z." I'm like, "But I, I hate that." <laughs> right. Know? So, so that freedom that it gives you is pretty amazing, right? Because then you could just approach the songwriting. Yeah. Organically in any way you want. Yeah. And I, I approach it, you know, the same way, you know, I, I basically write to whatever mood hits me. And, you know, it's nothing real crazy. I'm not going to put out like circus music or anything. Right. <laughs> you know, but it, it does give me the option to do a lot more of what I want to do and to explore other types of music that I like listening to versus like, you know, when I was doing a metal band, it was like, you know, they, they want you to do a very specific thing, which wasn't why we existed as a right. band in the first, you know, like we, the, the last band that I, that I did with, uh, with Corey and Jeff who were in this project um, was, this was like circa 2010, 12. Um, and we were doing like a throwback eighties guns and roses kind of thing, basically as a response to all the shine downs and the three days grace right. and all that stuff that was, Pipe us real because because honestly, like we were not into it, man. We were just like, what is this? Like, you know, you know, we uh you know it just wasn't for us, and you know, and so we we started that band as a response to that, and we we played some big festivals and we were on a smaller label, but like every every question that we ever had about taking it higher was like, Can you carbon copy this? I'm like it's like, it's like, dude, I can I can play Eruption when I was twelve. Why do I want a carbon copy Shine Down? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. So it's, it, it is what it is, man. But it's been fun, man, and uh, it's cool. Like my, my last single, Lawn Chair, was a real, um, real fun, you know, beach driven. It could right. have been a song I wrote for Jason Mraz, and uh, it was cool, man. And and, and the crowd loves it. So they, they they get their. They get their their cell phone songs. They get their thrash songs. They get their chill songs, and it's all good. When you're writing, and I imagine you have to keep in mind your audience, but if you're writing with that kind of freedom, do you ever worry that you're too far outside of of the box, or do you just not concern yourself and put it out? I have not had a problem with that, man, to be honest with you. And and what's funny is, like, you know, I'm sure you've seen this where, like, you know, somebody goes to a concert with somebody like they're, they're not into that person. They've been dragged yeah. along. They have no idea what it's about. I'll see sometimes like somebody that's not jiving with one of the other songs. And then all of a sudden something else comes out and they're just like, and they yes, right. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing, man. It's like, uh, you know, um, you cast a big net, you'll catch a lot of fish. And that's, that's kind of how I look at it, you know? So also, I think that your kind of music is really appropriate for this sort of time because there's so much shit going on. There's so much that everyone's going through. It's great music to just kick back 
Good. Have some fun, drink a beer on your front porch or your back porch, or at least that's what I'm thinking when I listen to it. It's yeah, good music. It's absolutely. good music to hang with friends and drink and just chill, as opposed to really having to think about what you're saying or you know what the deep dark meaning is. Does that make sense? Yeah, most most of the stuff that I do these days, the the meaning of the songs are pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, you know the the thing with, with Hard Rock Hillbilly, which I find super hilarious is that a lot of folks that might be super into that song at first glance, when they start reading the lyrics, might be like, whoa, man, he might be preaching at me a little bit to stop being such a butthead. <laughs> right. But from, you know the, I mean? <laughs> but from first listen, you don't get that. <laughs> right. And um, I try to do that a lot with, with uh, there's a few songs on the record that are like that. I mean, some of them aren't, but like there's another song called We Are America. That again, I think that same demographic when they first hear it, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, America, yeah, God damn it!" And then they start reading the lyrics and I'm like, "Ooh, maybe ooh. not." <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you know. And, and I'm I'm totally okay with that, man. Like I, I used to be a I used to be a youth minister, and I do a lot of um, you know, stuff uh, as far as community outreach and that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm okay with you know being the person that kind of tries to to change hearts and minds away from let's just say the particularly negative things that have been going on in this country the last 10 right. or 15 years. And uh, if it takes uh, rock and roll that you can't resist pumping your fist for you to do that, then so be it, you know, but that's, I, th- I think that's the word I was going for the, uh, the rock and roll. You can't resist. It's the, for yeah. me, it's, it's the sitting on the porch or sitting at the beach, hanging with your friends yeah. and cranking it kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That, nope, that's, the, that's the vibe I get when I listen to your music. So yeah, I think that's, yeah. that was perfectly said. Do you worry about offending anybody after they get into the it, or you don't give a shit about that either? Well, I, I used to do reality TV, so I used to get paid to do it. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you know I, I, I don't think that I necessarily do it in a way that's meant to offend. I think it's meant to make you think, you know what I mean? And if you're doing your job right, it should be that way. I mean, it's not like, you know, and I love Rage Against the Machine, but it's not like Rage Against the Machine where it's like F you do what I tell you like that. I, I'm not going to do songs like that. It's not my vibe. It's not really what I do, but if it makes you think a little bit, then that's good. You know what I mean? So I, I'd much rather be the kind of person that um, drops little nuggets for you to chew on versus right. Punching you in the face with it, you know? So a little, you know, not not quite the Phil Anselmo approach to life. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. When you're no, ra- go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I was gonna say when you're writing, you're are you approaching it with like a sort of theme for the day or a theme for the song or for the record, or are you writing and it just happens? Uh it depends. I'm super influenced by, you know, pop culture and what's going on in the media and what's going on um just around me sometimes i will get inspiration for song lyrics like i'll hear somebody say something and go "Ooh, that's a good that's a good title for a song or um or that kind of stuff so it's 50 50 on whether i just have like a cool riff or something that i want to write to and then whether or not i i come across some some particular idea or theme or a phrase that you know um gives me the inspiration for the song. So like the, um, you know, with, with hard rock hillbilly, 
my cat's knocking stuff off the counter, man. <laughs> so That's great. With hard rock, with hard rock hillbilly, I had that 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 main uh, guitar riff first. That down, 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 down. That, that kind of like uh, you know, dead or alive Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. but way kind of thing going on. And um, I just wanted to write something that went with that, and then the song filled itself in after that. So like, I actually wrote that song back, and geez, probably like twenty. 2015 and it's just now oh really and uh the lyrics became more and more relevant as time marched on the last you know five years and it's funny because like we were you know we were in the studio working on it when like the capital riots happened and i'm just like well this couldn't hit at a better time (laughs) right (laughs) you know i I think we're actually uh we, we i think if I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and check, but I think like the following weekends we went in to go do all the over all the guitars. Interesting. Yeah. And then that was it was already just set up that way. Like the song is five years old. Um now the parts that Pala added, those are all brand new because we, we wanted to bring in a, a a rapper to do some features on it. And right. Stuff, but like he just he just went off what I had and and wrote accordingly from his perspective and all that kind of stuff. But the rest of the song has been done since like 2015 so yeah there's, there's, a, there's a video on our old bass players page us doing it if anybody questions it's like no that song's that old <laughs> <laughs> are you so, are you planning on sticking with the i guess the new music business model of singles every six weeks or whatever it is or as they come along or are you planning uh, on putting together a record or ep yes <laughs> so so to answer that question um I'm probably it's gonna be probably gonna be more like eight weeks just because I'm trying to do a music video with them. Uh, regardless, sorry, hang on one second. Sorry, I had jujitsu. I got cramps. Oh no worries. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're pretty much sticking to, to trying to do every eight weeks. So I want to try and put out like um like four or five singles before I put the rest of the record out. Right. But the record record's done. So we're just we're just we're sitting out and releasing them as we as we go through. How much time do you spend, maybe less time now, I don't know, sequencing the record than, because that's an art in itself, right? Are you talking about like track order? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that for this, this record, because um, previously, you know, I kind of just um, kind of tried to do it like I, I – uh, like Queen did their records, you know if that if that makes sense. Like there's, you got your barn burners up front, you got your mid tempo ones in the middle, right? And you try to get and they close it out. And yeah, so um, we'll, well, I don't, I don't know. We'll probably do the same thing with this, and that tends to be how I do my records, right? Okay. What are you planning on? I don't know if it's too early to say this, but are you planning on taking this on the road? Is there any sort of? Uh, I'd love to. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's been wacky even trying to plan. So as you can imagine, like, yeah, you, you so many things canceled in 2020. Like we, yeah. we had potential trips to Europe and China that we had talked to with, with my manager and, you know, come, come January, I started getting phone calls like, Hey, this isn't going to happen. We're not going right. to do this. And it just, uh, you know, so we'd love to get it on the road as quick as we can. Um, 
but right now we've been just trying to do uh, bigger shows in our hometown. Like we just played with Buck Cherry a couple weeks ago. And uh, I got COVID like two days after that. It was terrible. Really? <laughs> oh, and I'm vaccinated, man. It was terrible. It was terrible. So like we, we went and played this, this show at the, at the House of Blues with like 2,000 people. And then I, I try to be real careful. I'm, you know, I'm not shaking hands. I'm doing elbows. Right. Fist bumps, sanitizing and everything. And, you know, we were masked up when we did the load in and uh, the load out and all that kind of stuff. All the staff was masked up and I still ended up getting it like two days later. So the show was on Tuesday, Thursday. I started having symptoms Friday. I was just out, man. Wow. So um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So, uh, and then we're playing with struggle Jennings um, on the seventh at the Odeon. So we're just trying to get out there and play as much as we can and do as much as we can. Is it nice to be back on stage again? It is. We, we only played two shows in 2020 so we did one in february we did a real big show at a theater and we were gearing up for springtime fall and you know probably playing like 40 shows or whatever was the energy insane for for which one any of the new shows the ones you just played oh yeah 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 people were people were crazy the buck cherry show i imagine that you know people locked up so long and they want to see a show they're ready yeah, I, I was actually s- surprised. I mean, I, Buck Cherry's great. Yeah, and I, I I've never seen him before. And uh, one of my old business partners was in a band that toured with them for like a year. And uh, there were people at that show that I know locally that I would never imagine would be at a Buck Cherry show. And they were just like, "Oh my god, Buck Cherry!" I'm like, "Do you even listen to Buck Cherry, dude?" Right. Like, but they didn't care, man. They were just ready to to get lit, throw and- down, right. Down, man yeah you know so um I, I was actually shocked a couple of the folks like uh one of them does like real subdued pop music and, and we've we've played shows with them before other venues and i was just like you're gonna buck cherry show like what do you do it do you know who's playing right <laughs> you know and that and that was fun man so um so hopefully this this next one will be good too. You know, I just hope everybody's staying safe and that most of the folks that are coming are you know vaccinated or taking doing the right thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know I've been man and I, I still got it. So just yeah, you know. All right. So lastly, if fans want to find you, uh, are you pretty active social media wise? And if so, can you give us your? I am easy to find. Either Sean Perry official or Sean Perry or, or the Sean Perry. So depending on what platforms that. So for Facebook and YouTube and whatnot, it's just Sean Perry official. And for Twitter, it's the Sean Perry and it's Instagram as well. So we're, we're easy to find, man. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time. Stay safe. And Thank I hope to, see, hope to see you on the road somewhere along the way. Absolutely, man. Me too. Hope, hope to see you at a show either here or there at some point. Either here or there. Be well, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs. But what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.